Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Undiluted Truth. I am Ben. Do not forget to like, subscribe, and share. We are coming to you from currently the All Seasons Tabletop Studio still. And today's episode will be Health Crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cor Hold on. I'm going to edit that back out. Corruption. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Corruption. Corruption. Oh, my goodness. I, I, got, I, I got it, Mike. Oh, boy. Okay, we're going to edit okay. some of that out probably, but All right. maybe, yeah. maybe not. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. not. Maybe okay. so, yep. Here we go. Here, let me compose myself. Corruption. Thank you, Mike. Oh, okay, I got, I got you. Today's episode is Health Crisis Corruption Exposed. No, 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 not even not right. Not exposed. No, not no. Okay, we, we, I, I, I can we, do this. We I do, can do. We this, do enough Mike. exposed. Hold on. Once okay. again, guys, we don't have cue cards. Hold on. Uh, we just went over this right before the podcast. Cue, I don't cue, know why. Cue this. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hold on. Cut. Hold on. Cut. Uh, I can get this, Mike. I, I've, I've got one job. I can. I can do this. Hold on. Uh, just give me a second chance, please. Hey. All right. Somebody ring the old bell and wake him up over oh, there. Oh man, I don't have that on the this level right now that's oh, ah. a shame all right ready set quiet on the set all right quiet the studio clean off the tabletop action and today's episode is health crisis corruption confirmed through fauci's diabolical past now, without further ado, delay, or I'm going to come up with something new coming up on another podcast. I like delay. Let me welcome in our host, Mike. And Mike is here. And Mike by golly, here. I think he's got it finally. I, I did. It only took me, oh wow. my goodness, we're two and a half minutes into the podcast. It yeah, only took yeah. Me. And we need every minute we can because oh, this man. this one here is So you're saying I, I, is awesome. I probably should edit that out. Uh, well, we'll, we'll see if we need to edit okay. that out. We're, yeah. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, well, the one thing Ben lives to edit, you know, he's going he's gonna to have a shirt that says I live to edit. Oh boy. And on the back, Can we get one he's going to have a picture of Fauci and it's oh. going to say, I'm a con. Okay. And yeah. I definitely want to yeah. edit that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks Mike for the, uh, uh, anyway, per proverbial uh, cue cards. Is yes, that the I, correct terminology? Uh, but uh, yeah, this this is a is a stunning factual. Uh, when you thought you knew everything that there was, not that we wanted to know everything that there there is to know about yeah, Anthony Fauci, I'm not sure but I do. and I'll be perfectly honest with you, you know, it wasn't until it's not not that I live in the health world or ever did, but it wasn't until the task force. When uh, Trump developed that, and uh, and and I don't, I just barely want to remember that, please, mm -hmm. because you know, okay, I I never heard of Anthony Fauci, never, but I don't yeah, live in, I hadn't you know, heard of I says who is this guy, and then, I'll be perfectly honest when when he first came out, I said you know what this guy really sounds like he knows what he's talking about, okay, good, we'll, we'll listen to this guy, we're gonna two weeks, and yeah, we, you know, we're gonna whatever, whatever, and you know, we're gonna be 
everything's going to be fine, back to normal. Right. And then, yeah. it, then it just kept getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And the further you went in, and of course, I think most of us now know how corrupt this man is. And that title really nails it. It really nails it because you and I have talked, and mm-hmm. we don't believe, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, by the way, welcome all you rock tumblers and truth seekers. Thanks again for joining us. You know, sometimes I think the job that we have or, or the, the uh, uh, I guess, responsibility that we chose to accept yeah. uh, you know, seems to be a tough one. But we are so glad that you guys are out there listening, you know, because when, there again, we do this so that we can share this information with as many as possible. So welcome. Uh, uh, glad to have you guys with us. And we are going to be getting into this information, uh, and, and of course, the first uh, voice you're going to hear is, uh, well, it's going to be a, a bit of a, a, the back end of a, a speech given by Robert Kennedy Jr. in Italy, so it's going to be a lot of uh, applause and such, and then there's going to be an interview done by one of our very favorite people, Del Bigtree. Mm. So, yes. Uh, yeah, so he's going to be in uh, in, a, in an interview talking about a book that Robert Kennedy Jr. just wrote, and okay. uh, I will I will I won't I'll wait and let Dell introduce uh, all of that and so forth. But uh, all right. But what yeah. what I was getting at is we have been uncovering some really horrid things about this man, and folks, just when you thought you knew what he was really about. This really, the evidence that's uncovered here and, and what uh, Dell and Robert Kennedy Jr. are going to be talking about, it validates the evil that this man has perpetrated on many lives, young and old. So mm. I, I will just leave it there and okay. uh see if see if Ben has regrouped and settled into his uh captain's chair over there. No, I, I you ready, think, Ben? I think I've got it. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's do this. Okay. Uh we are recording, right? Um yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, okay, good. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go and uh once again, this is all coming from you uh from the high wire and um Three, two, one, go. We've watched him speak to thousands of people all around the world, of course, here in the United States of America. He's really the statesman, I would say, both for the vaccine risk awareness movement, of course, one of the greatest environmental attorneys that the world has ever known. But the reason I want to talk about him today and have him on the show is because of this. The real Anthony Fauci. I just read this book, and I honestly cannot say enough. This may be the most important book uh, of my lifetime, and I really mean that. We have been discussing on the high wire Tony Fauci as we've gone through this pandemic. There's been a lot of conversations about, you know, what is it he's doing, how much he's manipulating, the lies and the deceit, but nothing puts it together in a way like they have in this book. It's now the number one seller on Amazon, bestseller on the New York Times list, Wall Street Journal, uh, all of that without any help from the press, all in the backs of people that keep sharing this. It's my honor and my pleasure to be joined right now by Robert Kennedy Jr. 
Um, I mean it. I tweeted out myself that in the future, the history books will record two groups of people, those that read this book and those that did not. And here's a spoiler alert. The people that are going to write those history books were the ones that read it because they're the only ones that are going to survive. It's so important. And so to begin with, uh, why this book? Of all the things you could write about, why Tony Fauci? Well, you know, you know, Dell, that I, you know, I've been doing environmental law for 40 years. So I had a kind of a, a special insight on the dynamic of agency capture, which most Americans don't know about. Most Americans are idealistic, both liberal Democrats, conservative Republicans. And they may be skeptical about public officials, but they kind of believe in their hearts that the public officials really are at some level public servants and are trying their best to do the right thing. And I had this unique insight because I've run over 500 uh, lawsuits on environmental issues and probably about a fifth of those, about 20% were against government agencies like the EPA or like the state environmental agencies because all agencies ultimately become sock puppets for their industries that they're supposed to regulate. And with the public health agencies, there is a, it, it, they suffer agency capture on the steroids because of these unprecedented, unmatched financial entanglements that they have with the pharmaceutical industry. FDA gets 45% of its budget from pharmaceutical companies. CDC spends $4.9 billion of its $12 billion annual budget buying vaccines and then distributing it. So it really is a giant vaccine company and the mercantile aspects of that have subsumed the regulatory responsibilities. NIH, which is Tony Fauci's agency, owns thousands of patents from pharmaceuticals that they helped develop. And individuals within those agencies are collecting up to $150,000 a year in royalties from multiple patents, each one for life. Okay, that that worth that's worth a pause. So these organizations and the NIAID, and that's Fauci's organization. These guys are getting grants, and and they are living off of the subsidies up to the tune of a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. That they're taking off the top, you know, skimming off of these grants that they're getting, and he just said one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year for life, wow. and and he's got pictures of them up. It doesn't, you know, I don't, I don't know that any of them are, are renowned or, or even well known, and I'm not going to read them because I don't want them to be well known. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of like the you know okay. the infamous right. the infamous. Uh, crooks that do you know hard crimes that you know we we don't want to go there. But anyway, that just he just dropped a little boing into the bucket of of water of corruption. And yeah. first of all, do we do we think this is okay just to have these people and get and guess where they're getting their money from? Well, us taxpayers yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and and for for what? Uh, they're into this, as he called them. I like that sock puppets. These are just sock puppets, and then you know they start scratching the backs of each other, and it's all a big game. 
Yeah, you know? exactly. and they are in into it. Not a bad gig if you can get it. I mean, you just sit around and 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 hey, uh, you know, we got plenty of money. The taxpayers are paying us. They're just donating and. We're going to create some vaccines and some other drugs, and we don't know. It doesn't matter whether they're effective, but we're going to make $150,000 a year from it. I mean, wow, that's just a beginning. Yeah. I, I had to highlight that. Wow. Yep. All right. Here we go. So these are not public health agencies anymore. They are subsidiaries of the pharmaceutical company, and they do not. Tony Fauci does not do public health. He does pharmaceutical development and pharmaceutical promotion. And what I'm saying right now to you is going to sound like exaggeration or hyperbole to many, many Americans who hear that. But as you know from having lived in this space for some time, but also having read that book, this is not speculation by me. It's not exaggeration. These people have nothing to do with public health. They are the opposite of public health regulators. They are promoting pharmaceutical products and they are increasing their power, their wealth by doing so. You know, there, I had an honor very early on in my journey with this vaccine discussion when you gave me a call and asked me to be a part of the commission you're putting together because of the meeting you were going to have at the National Institute of Health. Uh, was set up by Donald Trump. Reed Cordish was the one attending there. And we put together a PowerPoint that you delivered masterfully in front of Francis Collins, head of the NIH, um, Anthony Fauci, uh, and then other luminaries of our virology and, and um, autoimmune disease departments, as you, as you would. And when I left that meeting, I know that we were all sort of saying to each other, as we had laid out all of our problems with the vaccine and the safety trials and things like that, all of the childhood vaccines, and I remember saying to each other, if we had any doubt about the position we had after leaving that meeting, we all just felt like this is real. We really have a problem here. These people are blind. And when I got back home, I, I said to my wife, because it was the first time, I really didn't know who Anthony Fauci was, but I said to my wife, you know, all these people that I was sitting across from, I felt like they really believed that they were doing what was right for the public, that they somehow just didn't ask themselves the right, you know, questions that would like put any sort of pressure on their value system. Or maybe we haven't done the proper safety studies or as you so eloquently put out, why aren't you doing a vaccinated versus unvaccinated study with your own databases? But I said to my wife, there was one guy in that meeting that wasn't like the rest. I truly believe that I was sitting across from someone that was evil. His, his intentions, he seemed to, unlike everyone else, really know what was going on, really be manipulating the conversation. And I said, it's this guy uh, named Anthony Fauci. He wasn't to me as big a deal uh, as he is now. And I was a little bit too young to be paying attention to the AIDS crisis, which you cover so well in this book. But my question to you is, you lay this out, I mean, and, I, and I was saying this right before we got on, here that with this book, I would recommend people buy sheetrock and some putty because you're going to put holes in your wall from the frustration <laughs> you feel that a man like this has been manipulating mm. science the way, the way he is. Is Tony Fauci evil? Uh, well, you know, I really try to avoid speculating about what's going on in his head or why he does the things that he's supposed to do. I, I try to be really disciplined about um, about that while writing the book and just kind of record the facts. But if you look at the facts, uh, 
it's very, very clear that he uh, he suffers from some kind of sociopathy. In other words, some lack of empathy, um, some lack of basic human morality because he makes decisions. There, there's a German word, it's something called like Schlichtesker, but it, it's what, um, what during the Nazi era, there were people who worked in the death camps and they, you know, actually killed people. They put people in the ovens and the gas chambers, etc. But the worst of the bureaucrats, according to, you know, people like Hannah Arendt, were the people who murdered from behind desks, who murdered from a distance, who made these these huge, vast decisions, which were had consequences to in, in taking homicidal consequences, thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of people, and then they went home and played with their children and kissed the dog, and you know, and loved old people and children and all this, and they were they Hannah Arendt called those people desk killers, and um, it's a mystery to me about why they and people end up like that. But that's Tony Fauci. He has made decisions which he knows he has to know are lethal to people, but he I assume makes an excuse in his head. And he's developing a medicine that is good for all of humanity at some point. And therefore, his decisions to sacrifice, you know, that certain people are collateral damage in his experiments are somehow morally justified. And, you know, after that meeting that you and I had with him, he came up to me after that meeting and said, and he, he pulled me aside in the corridor and he said, keep doing what you're doing you know you're doing you're doing a good job and you need to keep pushing us that's what he said to me but if you remember when we were in that meeting we said to him because you and i have been saying for two years because we figured this out right they've never done a a a, they've never done a placebo controlled study Tony Fauci's constantly talking about we need a placebo-controlled study before we do ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. They've never done a placebo-controlled study on any vaccine prior to approving it. Not one. Okay, let's pause that for a sec. That's a big statement. They've never done a placebo study on a vaccine, any vaccine, none. Yet, yeah, Fauci, Fauci calls for it. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's, I, hold that in your, I guess, front pocket or in your hand because they're going to get into that. You're thinking, well, wow, I've never heard of that. What does he mean? I've got questions about that statement. So, yeah. so that is the, the one of the first steps in, in what they're getting ready to walk through. And there again, we know that, that Anthony Fauci has been involved right. in vaccines for uh, quite some time. And ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard as of yet, uh, you know, Dell gave Robert F. Kennedy's background a bit, but Robert F. Kennedy has been involved in exposing vaccine concerns and dangers for years now, and it goes all the way back to you know vaccinating children. So he is well versed, and and what they're talking about is one of the meetings that they were right. in, the Fauci right. was in. So 
Yeah. Uh, well, I, I had a comment because the way um, Robert Kennedy was describing Fauci made me think of there was this kid when I was in high school that was on our dorm floor. And one night, my friend who was the RA of that wing came over to me to get me um, to come over to a room of one of our friends over there because there was this kid in there. They were, well, I, if I remember correctly, they were actually roommates. But uh, this one kid had pulled a knife on the other guy because he had asked him to back off and stop messing with him or whatever it was. I don't right. remember exactly anymore. Yeah. But I remember my friend and I went in there and, you know, we were friends with both of them. Mm-hmm. But we were in there and we were trying to talk with the with the one kid that, you know, had the knife pulled on him because yeah. the other kid was like, dude, I told him several times to leave me alone or do whatever. And the other kid just, we told him, hey, he doesn't want to talk with you right now or whatever it was. He pulled a knife on you. Okay. Yeah. Now we had to go talk with our Dean about that kind of thing, but, but we were trying to talk with him and get him to realize, Hey, whatever you were doing, he's not okay with this. And the, and the kid just didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, Oh no, he's fine with it. We're friends. We're like, yeah, look, he (laughs) pulled a knife on you. Right. And he's told you several times to stop. Right. He's not your, he he doesn't want to be your friend at the moment. Right. Right. Okay. Okay, we, so which we had guy? to basically pull him out of the room because he, he was just not getting it because he wanted to go back and like just be like kind of bro buddies with the get with the kid. Yeah, it's like, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, so the way he was describing Fauci just kind of reminded me of of him. It's like, you know, to for Fauci to say to Robert like keep doing what you're doing, yet he's doing what he's doing is just almost similar to like, oh no, he pulled a knife on. What's fine? We're but good buddies. We're. What? Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Every, like, everything's fine what here. In the uh, world? I'm going to encourage you to to be my yeah. adversary. Yeah, so it you just know? flashed back in my mind to that yeah. kid. I was like, oh my yeah. goodness. So, yeah, wow. very well, I mean some 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 not so pleasant words. Uh, I mean, he's been he's referred to as a sociopath, so well, I mean, it, and and Dell even said that, you know, he 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 thought some of these people and he's talking about meeting him for the first time. Yeah. So yeah. he said, thought, thought some of these people were really sincere in what they were saying and believing, but he said, there's one guy that stood out, and that was Fauci. Hmm. There was one guy that he just, yeah, it exactly. just, he came across as knowing what he was doing, knowing that it was nefarious, and it just, it struck not just a nerve, but it raised the eyebrows of Del Bigtree. He said, this, yeah. there's something about this guy. So, and, well, and well, not yeah, to, not it, to counter Dell, but the first time I had heard of Fauci was kind of in, back in that time when they were like saying that oh CDC or whoever, and we're talking with Fauci kind of thing when it was on the news about yeah. the whole two weeks and oh yeah to flatten the curve. That's about the first time I had kind of heard of him. And then with the other things that we've discussed that I was not adding up in my head, I'm just like, yeah, okay, dude, whatever. It didn't it yeah. didn't spark me as okay, this guy's with it or not. Yeah. I mean, I just. At that point, I was just like, something's screwy right. up here anyway. So. And and the sad part about yeah. it all, yeah, the sad part about it all is is being a citizen of this great country. Yeah. We're barely hanging on to that. But 
to know that he is supposedly the smartest guy in the room that we're propping up to tell us what to do. Right. That's yeah. that's that's the part to what uh, I think Dell was saying. We, we you might want to go get some more sheetrock and putty because you know that's <laughs> yeah, just a small yeah. that's just a small piece of it because you go this oh, is absolutely. nuts that this guy. So uh, yeah. and I also wanted to just one quick thing uh, and and forgive me I yeah. don't know no the disease or 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 what. Um, Robert Kennedy's uh, medical issue is, but he has trouble. He's got something that causes him to speak almost yeah. with shortness of breath, and and I don't know if it's yeah. if if it's like uh, um, like an emphysema type of of lung disease, uh, but it it so. Okay. You know, pardon that and any other thuds and thumps, I think it's going on in his side of the Zoom call that's taking place. It's not us here in the studio. Maybe he's actually pounding the desk. (laughs) Yeah, he might be. Putting holes uh, in his desk or something. He's a a real, (laughs) he is just a real uh, nice, I don't know, compassionate individual for what he's been doing uh, for those out there that can't help themselves. And, you know, for some, some others and such that can, so... Anyway, I hope that uh, little bit there helps, and we'll get back at it here. We said, and incidentally, they also didn't do it on mass or lockdowns or social distancing right. or anything else. He only needs those for things he doesn't want. But at that meeting, they, he had publicly been saying for years, oh, Big Tree and Bobby Kennedy are lying. We do placebo-controlled studies on every vaccine. At that meeting, you and I said to him and Aaron Siri, and we said, you know, can you show us those studies? And he said, uh, we don't have them here. And they were looking through their files. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, I do. And then they said, well, we don't have them here with us, but we can send them to you. So we said, okay, we send them. And there was a guy. The reason they were being kind of civil to us is there was kind of a referee in the room from the White House, from the West Wing, that they had said, who wasn't part of the health establishment, but they wanted to look at what would happen when, you know, our story met their narrative. Right. And, you know, to try to figure it out. So they they were on their best behavior that day because they were sure. performing for the guy in the White House. So when we said, do you have these studies? They said, yes, we do have them. We just don't have them with us. So we said, they said, We'll send them to you. And of course, they didn't send us anything. And then you and I and Aaron Siri sued them and said, okay, show them to us. And then after a year and a half of litigation on the courthouse steps, they came out and said, yeah, you're right. We don't have any. We've never done a placebo control study of any yeah. vaccine, of any of the 72 vaccines that, are, right. that we have mandated for our children. Okay, I'm lying yeah. to little kids, Fauci. Yeah, so, yeah, so I'm going to pause that. Now, how about that? So we, we're starting wow. off this sort of uh, peeling back, this this pulling the curtain back on Anthony Fauci's past. So And it begins with them saying that we have the documentation to show where we did all these placebos you know, during these studies. Right. And then after a year yeah. and a half, he goes, no, nah, we, we really don't have any proof. We were just so, kidding. But there's a list. He he said seventy two of of, yeah. uh, of these uh, of these placebo uh, schemes. So 
I mean, none of these things. I mean, there's. I've got a list here, but I mean, I don't know that any of them. I'm looking at it. I don't know if any of them would make any sense. Uh, Seventy-two schemes or vaccines. Well, it's it's a, a placebo pyramid scheme. So it's basically, yeah. It's, okay. it, yeah, okay. it's saying, you know, the, these are like vaccines. There's drugs that they said they've done placebos on. So, uh, okay. yeah, okay, uh, I got you. Ha- Havrix, right. Havrix is one. Uh, Pendiarix is, is another one. MMR2, uh, okay. Varivax, uh, uh, Vokta, Prevnar, I'm sure you've heard of that, OPV, D- uh, DTB, uh, IPOL, Kenrix, Infanrix. Uh, in Jerix B, uh, see, I mean, they're all over the place. And none of these, these are all, you know, names of, of uh, so-called vaccines that they have run uh, DDP, OPV, plus placebos, and they're not doing it. Right. Okay. So, uh, but uh, anyway, that's probably a good uh, halting place for for this just to get into it. So we've kind of laid the groundwork for you. And where uh, they're going, but it's pretty bad when you you get into just a general meeting and the guy's lying in a meeting. Yeah, I mean, right? Uh, you know, there are people that are actually trying to do good things, and all they have to do is jaywalk, and and and, and they have no credibility. You know, right? Exactly. This guy is blat- but, This guy is yeah, yeah. This guy's blatantly lying. In court, uh-huh. all these guys want to do is is say, okay, they gave him the benefit of the doubt. They, okay. uh, yeah, they said hey, no problem. Uh, you know, we'll we'll accept that. Just show us later the the documentation of placebo because you're saying you do them all. We we just like yeah. to see the documentation. Yeah. Show me what yeah. is it that we've said before? Show me yeah. your work. Yeah. Yeah. Show yeah. me your work. Yeah. Proofs in the pudding, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And not happening. No. So, you, you know, no. strung them along, strung them along. And then finally they come out and say, you know, we don't have anything for you. We never did. Yeah. But we still should believe the guy. Absolutely. You know? And you know what? I might, even in a case like that, I might say, okay, the guy lied, but you know, some of what he's doing could still be legit. Right. He could just be yeah. a, a poor record keeper and, you know, but he's, he, he's, he's on thinner ice with me by, by that at least. But, yeah. but, but let me tell you, by the time we're done, the ice has gotten so thin that it's turned to liquid and then quicksand. So, that's where we're going. Wow! Just just to give you a little prelude on that. Uh, it's an interesting la- visual, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up and uh, have a word of prayer as we close out here, Ben. All right. Father in heaven, once again, uh, we do thank you that we can come to these listeners in this manner, and we thank you for this platform that you've given us. And Lord, we we pray for. Uh, uh, an overall calmness from your Holy Spirit as we learn new things about the people that are leading this country right over the cliff. And we, we need your help. And Lord, we, we ask that you forgive us for, for falling short. We, we ask that you forgive us for our, our doubting. But Lord, have us to 
clearly see through the eyes of Christ. Give us discernment to see these things so that we can pass this information along. And Lord, we know that we're not going to be able to get through what is coming down the pike without you. So we invite Mm -hmm. you into our lives. We thank you. We ask that you be with each and every listener out there and whatever needs that they may have. We do thank you again uh, for Robert Kennedy Jr., Dell and all the work that he's doing and everybody that at the high wire and, and, and beyond. So thank you again. And as we part ways, we ask and pray that every intent of our thought be pure and we pray it in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.